Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, we have a pretty big show because tonight we have more guests than we've ever had on one single episode ever. so. Yeah, and also big news in this. um, Aaron's not going to believe this, but I read another book in 2018. That's amazing. That's two books books in one one year. year. You're breaking oh, records. Jeez, it's a lot, to, a lot to take. I am so proud of you, Doug. You have no yeah. idea. And what's Thank great you. is we're going to have to reread this book when we go on our trip in January. We are. So enough of the teasers. Get to it, Derek. All right. We have some new authors on our hands with us, three of them to be exact. In fact, you've heard two of them on the show before, and then we got a new one. But welcome back, Christina Kent and Richard to Rope Drop Radio. Let's get a shout out from them. First off, Kent, you're back and you just had another successful run. If you haven't listened, what episode were you on, Kent? Do you remember? Uh, 95 and I think 107. Kent is the parkeology man who has done all the attractions in one day. And Kent, you did that again this week. I did. I did it two days ago. And four days ago, something like that. And you were successful. 45 and 15 hours, 45 rides in 15 hours. For the record, I texted Doug right before you finished. I said, there's no way. And then Doug texted me back about an hour later. He's like, he did it. And I was like, I, that's amazing. So it, uh, 10 rides in 75 minutes to finish. That's incredible. I more than most people. That's do a lot in of, a day. yeah, that's a lot of running. You it, are, it was his brutal. So congratulations on that. One of your running partners, though, who did the second run with you, Christina, she's on the show with us from Epic Disney Escape. You might remember that episode. So, Christina, welcome back. Hey, episode 127 with Kelly. It was a good one. And you're doing a lot of fun things right now on your Facebook group. So I know I'm entering, my wife's entering. So if you don't like Epic Disney Escape, go on there. They have a lot of contests going on with different pictures. And it's a lot of fun. You're getting a lot of posts on there, too. It's going to be yeah, hard to judge. Yeah, photography contest right now. I did post a picture. I'm usually pretty lazy on Facebook, though. I put a weird picture of Claire in a weird chair at the boardwalk. Maybe it was you'll weird. win. Maybe I doubt win. it. It was very weird. Well, and then people listening to the show, if you do win, they're going to be like, it's rigged anyway. If I win? Yeah. But you're a terrible picture taker. I'm going to be honest. I am a horrible photographer. I will give a shout out to your wife. She is the better of the two when it comes to picture. I will steal her pictures for the show right before. Let me put it this way. I'm such a bad photographer that I posted a picture from the uh, Celebrity Edge the other day. And I got a message from the the DCL dude on Facebook, like a direct message, like, ooh, that picture wasn't bad, basically. Wow. 
West told me. He's like, that one, I think he said it was nice, but I read Good it job. as, that didn't suck, Doug. Good job. You're learning. I'm so proud of you. I'm rubbing off, maybe. So anyway, new to the show, we have Christina's better half, Richard Hawkins, who is also one of the authors of the book that we're going to be discussing. But Richard, welcome to Rope Drop Radio. Thank you very much for having me. Better half, Derek. Wow, that was a... She said other half. Other half. Other half. half. There you go. She didn't even blink, though. Yeah, I know. I (laughs) I would have jumped through the screen. Well, and here's why I'm trying to be nice, because I heard Richard's not as big a Disney fan as Christina is. No. No, that's true. I'm more of like a uh, normal level of Disney fan. Disney adjacent? Yeah, Disney Disney fanatic adjacent Mm -hmm. is a good way to put me. Is anyone as big a Disney fan as Christina? Kelly is. Okay, so definitely. There we go. Yeah, so really, it's hard to shine bright in that shadow or something (laughs) like that. I don't know. In Beneath Wings, some sane. Okay, so the book that you guys recently came out with is, so Park Escape Games is kind of like your brand name of your book, correct? And then the title of this one is McAllen's, is it McAllen's or McAllen's? McAllen's. McAllen's. Okay, see, I mispronunciation is my thing for everybody that listens. McAllen's Secret Park Studios. So this one is set in Hollywood Studios, and it's a pretty fun read. It's got a story to it, puzzles and clues that you have to find in the park, in the book, to work through to be able to get to the end result. So I, I read it, as I previously said, which is an accomplishment for me personally but there was parts i really couldn't read and i really couldn't finish it because i really didn't do the puzzles so let's start out here and go with how did you come up with the idea of writing such a book the project actually originally started um with another friend that i have at the very beginning stages but unfortunately he had other family obligations so um, and richard was involved at the time as well So we had a lot of um, puzzles that we wanted to do in the parks. We wanted to come up with a book that would just be more than just a scavenger hunt. Because in Epic Disney, we do a lot of the scavenger hunt things. You know, scavenger hunts are find this, find that. Um, We had a really big event in March. And so we wanted to do something similar to that in Hollywood Studios. Because Hollywood Studios is my favorite park and Kelly's favorite park. So we wanted to go with more of an escape room style. We really like escape rooms and the puzzles of that. And so, um, yeah, so when this other person had to step back, the first person I thought of was Kent, actually. That was actually around the same time that we were talking about running together, which I don't know if you guys know, but we talked about that for like a full month, if we should even run together. or There was a lot of planning. And so during that time, I think we had already decided to run together, but... Um, then I asked Kent since he's obviously very knowledgeable about the parks and my husband is not as knowledgeable about the parks. He's very knowledgeable about puzzles. So, um, yeah, we asked Kent and I guess we roped him in. He thought it was a good idea, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. We had a board meeting at our house (laughs) and, uh, showed Kent what we had done so far, which at that stage was, uh, we had developed a quite, I developed quite a number of puzzles for the game using some of the stuff in Hollywood Studios, and we had a loose connection of the different puzzles and how we wanted to kind of produce a scavenger hunt that was a little bit something more and something that you could enjoy the parks in a different way. And for myself, you know, an individual that 
you know, going to the parks once a month is sometimes going to be a little tedious. It was just a different way to enjoy the parks and, and find something fun and interesting and new to do and look at. And so when Christina brought uh, Kent up as far as, you know, someone that knew a lot of Disney story, not a lot of Disney history, that seemed like a natural fit to try and make this project something, something more than just a collection of puzzles. Cause at that stage, that was kind of where we were at. And so Kent came in and then Kent really helped bring in a story and overarching narrative um, and a lot of amazing ideas to the table that made uh, the product that we have now kind of shine above and beyond what what it could be competing against and also just a little bit of more of an interesting and dynamic idea where we can kind of grow and build off of ideas we've set forward. So, kind of so right now. did you feel roped in as uh, stated there? So I don't know that I'd use the word roped in, but um, I remember when we were talking about Christina hands me these puzzles that they had created and says, hey, will you go to the park and try it? And I'm all about, you know, seeing, I always want to see Disney a different way. It's kind of how I decided to ride every ride in one day, right? So I take the puzzles and I go to Hollywood Studios and I have them in my hand and I start doing them and, and I'm roped in. I, I like the puzzles, the puzzles fit. And then I was always left with the question, and this was even before they asked me to join, I kind of called Christine and I was like, hey, your puzzles work well, but why am I doing these puzzles? What is my purpose for doing these puzzles? Give me a reason why I'm charging all over Hollywood Studios. And then I kind of pitched it to her. I said, hey, what do you think about having a story with this? Give me a reason. And so it was kind of born after that. And I think that's when you say we kind of came together, had a meeting, and just kind of flowed from there. But I wouldn't say I was roped in. I was excited about joining kind of once they gave me the green light. Even though I tried to play it cool, it didn't really come uh, on. Yeah. I really like it because it isn't just puzzles. It is. It feels kind of like an escape room, kind of a, but there's also a story behind it. And so, Kent, sounds like you had an idea to add the story element to it. How did the story, if you want to give a little teaser for it to the listeners, and then how did this evolve in with the, the puzzles? I will say initially, Christina and then they, uh, Christina and Richard had the idea of of having it kind of based in you're a Hollywood, you're an intern at a movie studio. Um, so kind of a little brief kind of synopsis of our story is you take on a job as an intern in a in a, a working movie studio, which is Hollywood Studios, which we call Park Studios. Kind of have a reason for taking that job, which you'll find out in the story, but. You take it, and then you get tasks that make you go through the puzzles. So that's kind of where it was born from. It just grew from there. So how would you describe this book to somebody that is just thinking, I'm looking for a Disney book? What's your pitch to somebody as what this book is? Well, our elevator pitch for the book is pretty simple. It's a Sherlock-style adventure for you know one to four people, or really as many people as you'd like to have it on with you. Um, you'll be traveling around the park, seeing things you've never seen before, or maybe hadn't noticed, and you'll be playing a game. You're essentially playing a huge board game where you're the piece, and uh, the board is the park. And you're going to be bouncing around that park trying to find clues, solve mysteries, and in the end, eventually, you know, finish a, a narrative with you at the center and you kind of in the driver's seat of that experience. So when I was reading at home, I wasn't really able to find the clues, and I didn't feel like cheating because you have hints. And I looked at a couple of the hints just to see what the hints were like. I'm like, oh, I get it. I get where I'm going to look now, even without being there, looking at the hints. Because um, some of them, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing here because I'm sitting on my couch. 
And then, uh, but I didn't read the end of the book. So the last chapter is like after you solve it, the payoff. So what, what is the payoff for finishing? Just pride and joy, or is there a trophy involved? So this book is actually going to be the first of four books. So basically, we're going to take you through an entire narrative. Kent's like, are we not supposed to be telling that? No. Um, the storyline is actually going to be going through four different parks. So you'll solve part of it at the end of this book, but then it will actually lead you into the next book. And as a whole, in the end, you'll finally solve the, the whole puzzle. Um, so I'm not really done yet is what you're saying. You got to read three more books. Oh gosh. That's (laughs) three more years for me. You get to finish. So each puzzle, each book is a single experience, but they're interlocking. And so if you finish the first book and you had a great time with the first book, then you move on to the second book. If you start with the second book, you'll be fine. There'll be a synopsis. You can, you can move on and enjoy the experience from there. It's, each book is designed to be independent and interlocking with the other books so that wherever you join in the story, you can go backwards and kind of see where the story's been. And you can also go forward and see where the story's going. But each book in itself is designed to have its own story arc, its own climax, and its own resolution. So as you know, you're not sitting there being like, oh, now I have to go buy another book. I didn't, I didn't understand what happened. You should know what happened and you should feel very comfortable with the experience you had and then also feel propelled to to see what happens next in that 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 episodic nature. So that that's where our goal is with those stories and with the the narrative narrative as a whole is just to play a fun game with our our anyone that picks up that book and to you know give them an experience that they remember and want to replicate over and over again. And you had asked sort of what is the payout for doing the book? Yeah. It's basically a very large scale escape room. So yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever done an oh, escape I love room. I have. I failed miserably. Yeah, so sunk in the Titanic. <laughs> obviously, good. you're not locked in anywhere. And it's oh, different good. in the sense that you're not technically timed. Well, you're not timed, but it's that sort of puzzles where um, that's where it becomes different than a scavenger hunt. You need the answer to one puzzle to be able to solve the next puzzle. They're sequential in a lot of them. Uh, So that's sort of that escape room feel. So um, yeah, you're definitely getting, I think more bang for your buck because you go to an escape room, you're paying $25 a person or $50 a person. Our book is under 20 bucks for hopefully the same feel. It's about four to six hours. One thing that I think Derek can appreciate if we do this together in January when we go is that you don't actually have to go on rides to get any of the clues. Yep. I like that because it's not like in this part of Star Tours, like I don't have to find that. That means Derek doesn't have to worry about me throwing up on him. So <laughs> I appreciate that. And uh, you didn't require anybody to like go into any dining reservations or anything like that. What was part of the logic behind that? Was it just because of access or? We don't want to put any barriers for people in their way to complete. So when we do this, we want everybody to go in, have a good time. We don't want to mess with either Disney operations either. So like we don't want, say, for instance, you you don't do well on Star Tours. We don't want to put anything in the middle of the Star Tour ride that you will need to solve a puzzle because that just eliminates access. 
So we want to keep you guys kind of out of the main flow of things, get you kind of looking at parts of the park you maybe would have never have noticed before to use those elements to help solve these puzzles. So we, A, we don't want to interrupt Disney operations in any way. And then, and then B, we don't want to put a barrier for completion in front of anybody. Yeah, the, the book is designed to be completed. Some people, you know, as I've been working on it, we've worked really hard and very diligently to make sure that the book is completable. They're, the puzzles aren't, you know, incredibly difficult or challenging. They, they do challenge, but they are solvable. And, you know, a little bit of patience and some clever thinking and a little bit of wit, you can get through it. And it has a good feeling of accomplishment and a good pace and how it how it's designed. So, uh, yeah, as Ken said, we, we don't want to affect Disney and we also don't want to affect your enjoyment of the park either. I don't want you, you know, if you're on the middle of a ride like Star Tours, I don't want you to be looking for something. Enjoy Star Tours. Enjoy your ride. Have a great time. Enjoy the ride. Done don't with don't that, puke on me. Yeah. And when just, you get done with that, go play. Well, not go. Or if the crowds are very heavy, we don't want that to hinder you being able to do something. Um, so I think it, you know, it says you won't have to go in any ride queues either. You won't have to go on any rides. You will also not have to go into any table service restaurants. Oh, I would say I will add this this in saying that when we were testing this, that's something that we spent extensive time on is trying to find that balance of is it too hard. Are we giving you enough? Are we helping guide you in the correct direction? So I think we spent a lot of time to really make sure that your enjoyment of this book and everybody's enjoyment of this book is really meant to not frustrate you and that you have a really good time. Yeah, it started off way too difficult. We had some testers and all of them said that it was very difficult, but they were able to get past it with our hints. So we actually do have um, an entire hint section at the end of the book that is separated by park section and area. And there's even... A dividing line so you can only read just as far as you want a hint and then there is a whole answer section as well so you should never get to a point where you're just stuck and you really have no idea what to do we were trying you know in an escape room where you can get like three hints or something we were trying to figure out a way to make it so people could figure out the answers without just being here's the answer and then they they think okay well you just solved it for me and i just I just needed a little help, you know, where mm -hmm. exactly am I looking? So the Hawkins crew, you guys have four younger kids. How old your oldest? Eight. Eight. This isn't something you'd expect your eight to your eight year old to accomplish, would you? No, it, it is pretty difficult. Again, um, what it's, grade so it's not, level do you think it might yeah. be able to do? So it? so I, I would say that middle if you have yeah, middle school, if you're I'm drawing a blank on how old a middle school child is. But well, if you're 12, like 12, 12 14, yeah, absolutely. You, you should be able to do it with some work and a little bit of hints. It is accessible enough that you, if you have young kids in tow, it's, it's a completely appropriate book. We made sure of that. Um, they might find it boring. But, um, but you know, if, if you're with your family, you don't have to just go as this is a completely adult activity. You're walking around the park seeing different things. You can grab a snack. Someone can go on rides. We made it, we tried making it as accessible as possible. But yes, as far as, as how much knowledge and just intelligence and just kind of um, all of that. Yeah, I would say middle school, high school and um families could probably do this together i i could see that yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know the more you could definitely do this as singularly as by yourself it would take longer i would say that would 
put you closer to the seven hour mark. But, you know, if you do it as a group, you'd probably enjoy it more. Just, just like any other puzzle, great, you know, different minds have different mm-hmm. thoughts on things and can see different aspects. So my wife's taking our kids down over spring break. I believe on Hollywood Studios Day, she's going to rope drop probably Slinky Dog, and they have to finish that, the book, before they're fed. I think that's what's going to happen. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like that's, it. that's how we parent. It's, it's hard I, love. And I, I will add, as far as content and appropriateness for children, Christina literally made me edit, edit out the word hell. The book said hell at one point, and she made me edit it out. And well, I there, forget the word she changed it to. There it goes, a, there goes our clean a, rating for the show. Yep. Now I got to uncheck that box when I submit it to iTunes. Now he has to edit it out, right? Yep. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Mr. Toad goes there, so I think it's okay. Yeah. And he gets drunk going there. The whole ride, it drunk and goes to hell at the end of Mr. Toad's. Derek just took his I just did. I'm still scarred from that. That... That was an escape room in itself, and I'm glad I got out of it. So what I really like about this is that it's perfect for the people that go often. And I know I'm thinking of you, Doug, too, with your family. You know, some of your kids and your wife will want to go on rides. You know, we'll want to hang out and do a podcast. But this is something that people who go more regularly can do and find more enjoyment. Uh, maybe those non-Super Disney fans, married to Disney fans can do while their Disney fans go and do everything. So I think there's just a lot of avenues for people to enjoy it. And I like how it shows you different areas of the parks and you might stumble upon some places you didn't even know existed. Disney's full of hidden, not just hidden Mickeys, but just hidden elements. And I think that's what's really cool about this book. Yeah, Yeah, and something to note is that this book doesn't actually mention disney at all i guess in the theming so you are interacting with a lot of new areas of the park which i really love being my epic disney side but as far as the actual book portion and the book portion is about 30 40 percent and then the rest is all puzzles but you're in this actually completely different world like you said you've been hired to work in a studio so we use the theming of of Hollywood studios. It's supposed to be themed after a working movie studios, but that's about it. You're, you're actually in this completely different world that, so if, if you happen to be with someone who's not like a huge Disney fan, technically the storyline is a completely unique storyline and they might not even be in the Disney world, I guess. One question I was thinking of is how long roughly did it take for this book to come together from First concept, where we are today, other than just a deep sigh from Kent. How long did that take? So I got this one. So we, the first time the idea was brought up was in March. That was the very first time that we talked about writing a book and putting puzzles together um, over a board game at our house one evening. And that was the first time we talked about it. From there, it was probably two months if I'm remembering timelines correctly. And then Kent joined the the team and we have been working on and off for a number of months now since then, uh, such that Kent now feels bad about eating at my house every time he comes over because I just feed people when they come to my house. But no. Okay, yeah, we're on our yeah, way. Always right. an open invitation. But Kent, Kent has now started to decline food because I think he feels bad that every time he comes over, 
we spent like two or three hours studying and working on the book and I just put food in front of him. You gotta eat it next time. (laughs) So within that first two month period, we actually got most of the puzzles out and then, uh, you know, things kind of slowed down for a minute while we were trying to incorporate Kent and we were adding the story. And that's actually why this one took so long is we actually had all the puzzles and then we had to incorporate the story. So it was sort of backtracking a lot. And then we also had to, we actually have an actual LLC business. So we're registered, we're tax ID'd everything. We have bank accounts, debit cards with our names on it. I think that's pretty cool with, with Park Escape Games on it. And we had our logo created. And so we did a lot of actual business things too. And then um, we had to figure out how to actually publish the book, all those things that we are not really familiar with how to do. And then we had to obviously all the testing and then retesting and changing it and retesting. And then we had to go down and make sure that Hollywood studios hadn't changed anything. And so there's actually a lot of things that go into the making of the book and formatting. And as a whole, we, we all work on all the aspects, but we sort of have our little, our, our little, our jobs that we do. Um, I, I have more of the, okay, at least on this book from the beginning, it was more, okay, here's the overall, like, where I think things should go in the order of the puzzles. And I kind of want this to happen next and interact with this. And then my husband came up with a lot of the puzzles, or at least I thought of a puzzle. And then he was like, okay, here's how you do it. And then Kent, he came up with the whole storyline, which is a huge chunk of it. And it really makes it unique, but we all, you know, Kent Kent said here, what do you think about this storyline or this? And we brainstorm and, um, I did a lot of the editing as far as grammatical, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, writing is not necessarily Kent's strong suit. I can tell a good story, but to ask me to write it down and make logical sense out of what I just wrote is very tough. So I would write <laughs> I stuff, and I'd just send it over and say, do what you do, and then hand it back to me. <laughs> so it, I think sometimes they had to spend hours trying to make sense out of what I typed up in a Word document. I will say that everything Kent put down, though, was was great i mean it wasn't he sells himself short he did a fantastic job of not only coming with the ideas but linking together a a narrative that made sense with him because we now going forward we have a better model of how to develop these the the upcoming books so we can make great products but uh i i will say that there was a lot of conversation throughout the last couple months of is it ready yet? And do we need to do more work to make it the product we want to come to market with? And uh, Kent was a huge asset in saying it's not ready yet over and over and over again saying it's not ready. It's not what I want to we put out. We tend to be more overzealous. Yeah, and, let's get it out. <laughs> and so Kent has been a fantastic partner in the, 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 the holding position where he says, no, it can be better here. It could be better there. And a lot of our meetings are like, okay, well, what do we need to improve now? And I think the, the tenor of our meetings were less, let's get it out right now, and more, how can we make it better so when we do get it out, that it's the material and the product that we want it to be, and it says exactly what we want to say, and it you know gives the experience that we want to give. So, I mean, right now, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of what you know was put together by everyone and excited to start working. I mean, we got done with this, and the very first thing was like, all right, so now can we start on the next one? Like, let's let's get going on the it. next one. So yeah, I'm so, so excited to start on the next one. <laughs> so you got it out in time for Christmas. 
That was so our goal. It is available on Amazon, on Prime, right? Yep. You can, you can get, get it, it in a couple days. days. Two yeah. days. Wrap it for your favorite Disney fan. So that I, begs I the will question. have a link in the show notes, so you can just yes, click we'll it right to. now. Oh, good, because the link have is really to. long. <laughs> yeah, Copy and paste, paste, yes. Yeah, it, it, you could search any of your names and find it very quickly. Unless you've written lots of other books, it will go right to this one. So this one's out and ready. So which park is next, and how long are we? What's the timetable we're looking at there? So... Yeah. Oh, Alda, do we want to release what park's next? I do. No. Just no. I just no. like to ask the big questions. So, here. so Kent, Kent is allowed to release the name of the park. Is Kent's news to release because he's the best and most moderated intellect of ours. <laughs> um, as far as when the next one is released, our hopeful timeline is soon, and our exact timeline is when it's as good as the first one or better. So that's that's what we're working on now is trying to figure out what the good the next storyline is develop the next set of puzzles and get it into a product that that looks great and is amazing and is better than the one we just put out and so. that was answered like a seasoned professional that was there. well done <laughs> he is on his book tour games like, right there yes I, I will add it will not be nine months like this one it'll be, no. it'll be, it'll <laughs> it be significantly be. faster okay well because okay. last time we had to spend a lot of time doing all the admin stuff so Yep. And well, well you yeah. guys have the LLC, you have the business, the logo. Are you guys looking to expand outside of books? Yes, yes, yes. I think we want to end up taking this experience and making it a live experience in the park so that you get more of right right now you get all our materials in a book format. We want to give you those materials in a more interactive 3D kind of real environment and kind of play out the story that way. So more of a more of a true escape room style in the park kind of put on by us, if that makes sense. One other random question about the future. Other future question. The four parks are obvious, right? Is there a chance you go into, like, water parks, Disney Springs, resorts? Like, if you really get to get it rolling? We're going to use everything that is available to us to craft the best experiences that not only we can brainstorm and come up with, but that if, you know, if we start producing these products and bringing them to market and people are enjoying them as much as we're enjoying making them, then we're just going to keep making them. We're going to keep trying to break the envelope, figure out new ways to interact with the the guests, new interactions with the, the, the players and try and just build experiences that are one of a kind and, you know, transport them into the games we were playing as well as get them, you know, just excited and interactive. So yeah, that's, that's our main goal. That's an excellent answer. I think one of our first meetings, I actually said, I said, how cool would it be if like, for example, you're staying at a certain resort and you get to take your, your child and play out a story in your resort Mm -hmm. in just your resort, you know, and, and it it, it could go through that. So I believe that's, it's coming. Like it's coming. That's kind of where this all is. I can see a games monorail, monorail bar crawl. Just saying (laughs) That sounds pretty appealing. Each stop has one. Fun- okay, enough of that. That's uh, I sounds excellent. I'm excited to play it when we get down there. Also, looking forward to this week um, through Rope Drop Radio, we're gonna give away a book to a listener. Uh, details for that will be on Twitter and Facebook. So definitely be looking forward to that, listeners. I do want to say you're already selling them, which is awesome. I'm so excited. You've already been selling them and already got reviews coming in. So, I mean, this this is already taking off. So 
if our listeners right now give it a click the link, just check it out and see everything that it has to offer here before we jump into the lightning round. But yeah, I'm so I'm proud of you guys. Knowing you yeah, guys as friends, awesome. this is cool. Doug and I are so excited to uh, be a part of it and try it out when we head down there in a month and a half. Never thought I'd know people that wrote books. Me either. I'll be honest, I don't think any of us knew we were going to write a book. The uh, first couple times we met, we were like, this is weird. And then we just kept working on it and trying to make it best. When you need testers for the next books, you let us know. Yeah, let's, we'll do absolutely. It. We'll, uh, we'll uh, test them from... Okay. And you know what? I told Kent that now we have to run the Parkeology Challenge under Park Escape Games. Ooh, no more yeah. UCF Ooh. Kent. Well, oh. It, They'll, I'm sure there will still be that. <laughs> UCF Kent and Parkeology. Yeah. <laughs> Presented <laughs> by Parkeology Games. Yeah. Sponsored by. Yeah. Kent, I'd like to point out, I saw your post that you're perfect on Parkeology, just like your knights are perfect. Yep. That, that was except, except you got to quit switching hats on me because I keep, I'm like, why, why has he got a different hat on? So it's, it's confusing See, when you're following. Park Escape hat. Is yeah, you need a custom hat. Need. So, so side note, I had your guys, I had my rope drop radio shirt on, but it never got above like 55 degrees. Oh. So I could never take my jacket off. I, I just hear excuse. That is that not is terrible. Yeah, that's great. Do you know what it is outside, right? It's like 19 degrees here. It, it, did it get above freezing? I don't think no, so. No, it didn't. It's no, because I was outside shooting. I was, I was yeah. Was yeah, cold. when Michelle was down there that morning, she's like, it was chilly. And like, and then I'm seeing all these posts from all the people doing the run. They're like, it's so cold. No, I don't know that you posted that, but everybody else did. And she's like, it's a little chilly. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Richard, it's time for the lightning round. The other two have already done this, so they're off the hook today. Today mm-hmm. it is just you. Your favorite Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, however you need to answer these. Um, there is no points, but yet there's points. And all four of us will judge you on the quality of your answer with That's mockery fair. if necessary. All right. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right, favorite Disney movie? Aladdin. Look at that. Nobody mocked him for that. He he changed it up since we did the practice lightning round. (laughs) That's why you do practice. That's why you practice. All right, favorite Disney character? Timon. I like Timon a lot. Okay. I don't think you've heard that. No, that's that's a new one. That's that's, that's original right there. I mean, (laughs) I can't argue it. That's great. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's just relaxed. I like him. He's He's a good guy. All right. Favorite Disney villain? Uh, hands down, the villain from Princess and the Frog, Dr. Facilier. That guy just creeps me out. I love him to death. He's terrifying. Very creepy. All right. Favorite classic attraction? Uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, because I loved it when I was a kid, and I have great, terrible memories of it. I was going to say, I've got That's... great, terrible memories of it, and I wrote it a couple weeks ago. <laughs> get get drunk, hit by a yep. train, and go through hell. I yeah. love it. Yeah, we have to edit that out now, Ken. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. My <laughs> favorite uh, modern attraction. Uh, okay, so I get motion sickness, but my favorite modern attraction is uh, Flight of Passage because it's incredible. But it made me not be able to walk for two hours after completion. But you still loved it. Yeah, it was really good. Do you, like, close your eyes and look away and breathe really hard, or how do you get through it? Where on earth would you look away? On well, there's no You can close your eyes, I guess. 
Yeah, and then you just get shook. No, I, I, I did it. I kept my eyes open. I, I lived the, the fantasy of flying on a, on the back of, uh, like from you know Dinotopia if you're into that book, um, of flying around on a primordial beast, and then I promptly laid down on the bench right outside. But and you vomited. made it all the way outside. No, I made it like through. So you open. Oh, that just door. out the door. Oh, of yeah, the room. and then I okay. hit the earth. And that was about where I was. All right, you didn't make it outside. No, no, okay. I laid there for a good twenty minutes. I've been there, not on that <laughs> ride, but I've star tours one time. We we're walking out. My whole family is ahead of me. There's benches right outside the exit. Yeah. That and I just I sat down. My family, my wife, kids, down. They're shopping. They didn't even like. Where's dad? I don't. I don't know. Where's dad? I'm just still sitting there, dripping in sweat. But you know, they almost care. All right. Well, favorite Disney park? Uh, I love Epcot. That's my favorite Disney Could park. Could that be the next book then? We'll find out. I love I love Epcot because I love eating and drinking. And you can do that very well in both of those parks. Yeah. Park. All right. Favorite Disney resort? Uh, I like the Animal Kingdom Lodge a lot just because I like the animals. Excellent. Favorite counter service? Two, I like the Mexico Pavilion one, even though I've never actually eaten there. But Christine and I tried to eat there on our honeymoon during a monsoon and walk across the park. And it got our little styrofoam container was filled with water when we got to the other side. And it's a ma- magical memory for me. Um, but I, I but I really do enjoy I don't know uh, how to score that one there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I like the Japan one. The Japan one's really good. Wait, there's three. Which, uh, the the one up down. on the... The one on the up on the the little pedestal where you can get like curry and sushi. And yeah, what's that one called? Udon. It's really good. The the counter service. We did counter service. Right. Oh, so there's just one counter service. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Up I, on the hill. Yeah. Yeah. I was, can't um, think of what it's called though. Can't remember off the top of my head. This very excellent. Excellent uh, memories there, all of us. All right. Favorite table service. So there's three when you add the table service. My bad. Favorite table service. Uh, I like the, it's in Animal Kingdom, and it's like a buffet, and I didn't even know it was there, or was, I didn't even know what it was, Christina took me one day, and it's like the, the, the Tusker House? Yeah, the Tusker, Tusker House. House. That place's food was good. And usually we, we, you hate buffets. Yeah, that place was, that was place. that breakfast, lunch, or dinner? I don't remember. It, it was, was just it was lunch or dinner. Lunch, yeah, it was really okay. good. Real food, I ate a lot of couscous that day. Real food, yes. Some of that food would not. kill you, Doug. So I would. Yeah, I don't eat dinner there because it's. They're like, well, you can't have this. You can't have this. You can't have that. You can't have. This. So I just say, okay, I'll just not eat there. All right, favorite Disney snack. The most important question of the show. Uh, favorite Disney snack. I take my kids' food. Uh, my sons, I'll buy ice cream for my kids and then they just forget that they have ice cream. And so like, it's not, I'm just not going to let it melt. So I just eat their ice cream, but I really like the, the waffle? yeah, the waffle, the waffles are really good. Like the sleepy I don't know a kid that or... forgets they have ice cream for one. I have three and none of them forget. They forget cause they start arguing with each other about who has the most ice cream. And then I just eat it all. It's, it's really a magical experience for everyone. That's good parenting right. right there. That is. Like, that yep, is we, all, we all do it. I finished a lot of my kids' food. Plenty of it. All right. Favorite Disney drink? The practice round, you said whiskey. So Yeah, I mean, 
Without question, but you know, where good. do you find whiskey in Disney? Pretty much everywhere in Hollywood Studios, I've noticed. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna go with that. That's right. pretty easy. Thus, why they started the book at Hollywood Studios. Got yeah. it. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to go back and listen to our episode with Epcot Bar Crawl just to narrow down the location of your drink. Sure, that sure. question was born from me, by the yes, way. I still want credit all, for that. All Kent. He's like, you know what question you need? Favorite drink. <laughs> like, yes. Yes, we do. Been asking it ever since. And then the last but not least, uh, Disney bucket list. Don't laugh. But my uh, my Disney Dude. bucket list is to actually do one of the parkeology uh, runs with Christina. Even though... And not vomiting. Well, yeah, not vomiting is definitely key. Get the little, like, Dramamines and the little bracelets to stop from motion sickness. But, yeah, I've, I've been telling her I will, I'll do a run with her, full commitment. I'll leave you behind. So, yeah, she, I know she will. I'll just meet her somewhere I'll else. I'll just be like, okay, uh, bye. But that's my, uh, that's my Disney bucket list is to try and ride all the rides with Christina one time in a single day. And if I do that, I feel like day, day. I can, yeah, <laughs> I can die at peace afterwards. <laughs> all right. Well, Ken, that's... Ken's going to be right behind you just it whipping you along. I know for a fact Kent would not be behind me. He would definitely be ahead of me. He'd be carrying you, maybe. I'm just like, we're getting there. Well, I don't. Just wait for you to tag me in. Yeah. All right, I need a break. I need a break. Tag me in. Does it Does work it that way? Go? Can I tag? No. Can I have yeah. a designated rider for the motion rides? Yeah, right. That's what yeah, we need. Really? I, I just tag somebody at Everest, let them go. Oh, yeah, that backwards thing is. Yeah, that's a no, no go for me. <laughs> Yeah, you and I can. You and I can do I the book should... while they all ride the ride. Yeah, I like cool it because I'm doing the challenge. Go do it. I finally found you somebody can do the that challenge can hang with me. All right, so that's the lightning round. All right, guys, give the sales pitch. Where to find the book, and why we should all go read it now. All right, guys, if you're looking for something new and different to do in Disney World, you know you've been a ton. You're trying to find something different, a different way to experience Disney. Check out McAllen's Secret Park Studios. It's based out of Hollywood Studios. It combines scavenger hunt features. It combines uh, logic-induced puzzles that are interactive, all with a strong narrative-driven story. So please, please, take your time. If you want to take your time, I should say, through Hollywood Studios, you want to see stuff you've never seen, McAllen's Secret Park Studios. Find us on Amazon. Yeah, and we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash... Park Escape Games, or you could just search Park Escape Games. We're also on Twitter. Um, and then, yeah, you're going to be posting the link for our for our book because the link is very long. But the name, you could just search McAllen's, uh, McAllen's Secret Park Studios on Amazon, and that's where you can find the book. I will have all that in the show notes. I'm really excited for you guys to Start selling copies. And, Doug, it's really exciting because we have a copy to give away. Yes. So uh, be looking to enter to win. And you may have your own copy soon. Awesome. So be looking for that. And thank you so much for letting us give away a book, guys. I know that's really exciting. And then definitely go check this out. This is going to be, I think, the next big thing with uh, the Disney community is being able to do these kind of attraction within attraction type things is still a fun thing so doug we'll see how many hours do you think it's going to take us in january depends on how many of the those chocolate shakes or whiskeys 
before. Well, you get the whiskeys, I'll get the chocolate shakes, and uh, what else do I like to eat at Hollywood Studios? The carrot cake cookies are gone, though, aren't they? Oh. I don't. Mm. Yeah, that's a sad, sad this thing. This is why they started um, Hollywood Studios. Got some good food. It depends on how much I eat. I'll always just leave it at that. You go on the rides, I'll just do it. I like it. I'll go on Star Tours so you don't get motion sickness. Tag me in. You do the book, I'll do the do the rides. I love it. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for being on Rope Drop Radio. So excited for not only this, but the future of Park Escape Games. And everything is going to be in the show notes. So be sure to follow them on all the social medias. Click the link, buy a book, give it an awesome review, help them grow this brand new business. And we're so excited to continue to watch you grow. I don't I don't wanna don't wanna forget. Five percent of all of our proceeds are going to give kids the world too. So, not only are you supporting us in the in our Disney kind of dream, but you're also giving five percent of all of our sales are going straight to Give Kids the World, which is a local charity that kind of grants kids their final wish, which a large part of the time is going to Disney World for a week with their family, all expenses paid, food, lodging, park tickets, everything. So, we're also happy to kind of partner with them in this adventure as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's five percent of our of our top line sales too, not profit. Every dollar that we get, we give back to them. That is awesome, guys. I, I commend you on that. That is amazing, especially for a young business. So definitely worth supporting for sure. Good stuff. So go buy that book. And you know what, Doug? If you're going to buy the book, you need to travel to Walt Disney World. And the best one to help you do that is, of course, Michelle McKnight. She's a rope drop queen. She'll do the book in probably less than two hours because she's that good. No, that that would require her to slow down and notice the small details. Oh. Not just run from attraction to attraction and knock small children over on the way. Okay. Not just knock out puzzle piece by puzzle piece as quick as possible. It's possible. You know, you kind of challenge her. She'd probably be up for it, actually. Okay. Challenge accepted is one of her favorite things. Okay. We should have a McKnight versus McKnight challenge on this. That's what I think. No, I would I would lose. Okay. Well, there we go. There, there we go. My future, as we finish up the show, there's my idea. All the couples are getting together, and they have to do the book against each other, winner take all. I don't know. We'll figure that out in a different future episode because we're out of time. Book with Michelle. Her email's in the show notes. Be sure to follow us on social media as well. But seriously, thank you guys so much for being on the show. And I'm excited to do the book in January with Doug. But for everyone here, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.